From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. And welcome back once more to the Cannabis Podcast. Here we are at episode 101. If this is your first time, let me offer you an especially warm welcome. Because if you're here for cannabis information, you could find a whole bunch of that for the next 30 or 40 minutes or so. Welcome back if you are coming back to the Cannabis Podcast. Let me remind you, this program is intended only for those 19 or older in your jurisdiction and is intended purely for entertainment purposes. You should always consume your cannabis responsibly. Well, what are we talking about this episode? I know our focus is often on the Canadian market and where I want it to be, but I actually have two or three stories today that are coming from the States because they are interesting variations on the cannabis theme. One on weird cannabis laws that we find in various jurisdictions. Marijuana lounges could be coming soon to a state that has recently legalized cannabis. The launch of Canada's Overdue Cannabis Act review from Health Canada, long overdue. We'll have a story from MJ Biz Daily on that. Plus, another state down the states, Pennsylvania, is giving medical cannabis patients DUI protection. That's pretty cool. And in Cultivar Corner, we're going to some of my product from the medical world. Some of my shipment from Mendo Cannabis. This is Endo Vanilla Frosting Tops. Absolutely delicious. That's coming up on Cultivar Corner. And who knows what else we'll dig up. All of that and more on episode 101 of the Cannabis Podcast. And let me throw out my thanks to everybody who sent me notes about episode 100. I really appreciated your comments. And I love discovering new listeners in that way, too. Therese, the cannabis coach, she sent her note. Vikram, a brand new listener. has been a listener for a while, I guess, but just let me know. Michael with Ritual Green. That could be some interesting things coming up. Apparently, some Cultivar Corner samples may be on my way. Mr. David Wiley from Okanagan Z and The Ounce. David has been supporting ever since we started the Cannabis Podcast. Thank you for your comments, Dave. And offering congratulations as well all my subscribers. Patrick, Kaylee, Claire, Eric, JS, Jordana, Kevin, William, Lloyd. Thank you all for your support of the Cannabis Podcast. I appreciate you being here every single episode. Let me give you a bit of an update on what's happening with McGrow this year. Not much. <laughs> I think I updated you earlier that we had had some problems with some of our seeds not germinating. They germinated fine. They actually died in the ground after we planted them. Got some replacements for those. All of them popped. Everything's in the garden now. And we're starting to see a bit of growth. In, in fact, because they're auto flowers, even though they haven't been in the garden too long, they are starting to flower. Not quite enough growth on them in my mind, but we'll see what happens. This has been an interesting year from growing our cannabis. Not quite the year I had hoped for. I'll give you a full detail once we hit the end of the year and we do our our harvesting and let you know about all the details that happened this year in the grow. Not quite what we were hoping for. From the cannabis-infused studio in the clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Well, we've already talked about the fact that we have some pretty bizarre cannabis laws. <laughs> Just some of the weird rules that we're not allowed to do or not allowed to say or not allowed to talk about or any of those things. <laughs> And since uh, my son Ian brought up the whole cannabis infusion, let me tell you I am infusing myself today. This is some sour sativa giving me the impetus to get going today. So here are eight marijuana laws that are so strange, you have to read them to believe them. And this is from 420 Intel. 
Marijuana laws are changing more rapidly than ever as individual states navigate their paths towards or away from legalization. 38 states have legalized marijuana to some degree, which is a heap more than just a few years ago. While this may be great news for cannabis activists and enthusiasts, legalization means something different to some degree in just about every state. With marijuana legalization occurring on a state level rather than a federal level, there's room for all sorts of variations in cannabis law. While many laws make sense for each particular state, some jump out as a little bizarre. Some laws are just flat-out strange. Here's a list of eight crazy marijuana laws you can't help but laugh at, even though they are very much real. Michigan uses an outdated marijuana spelling. When the state of Michigan legalized marijuana, they took a historical and very outdated approach. The state refers to marijuana as M-A-R-I-H-U-A-N-A, which is a term both old and, as we have previously reported, problematic. The reasoning is rooted in Michigan history, according to MichiganGov. Michigan's history primarily starts from the spelling that was chosen for the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. In Washington, D.C., the recreational marijuana is legal, but the operation of a marijuana dispensary is illegal. <laughs> okay, that's bizarre. Several years ago, entrepreneurs found crafty ways of selling weed at speakeasy-style retail stores, from clothing sales with weed attached to gym memberships that come with a marijuana in their workout programs. More and more storefronts have popped up. The fascinating part is, these are not just makeshift shops. There are all sorts of not-quite dispensaries all over D.C., with permanent storefronts that do not hide what they sell. And that all makes it clear that the district is in on the joke and the loophole in the law and doesn't seem much to mind. No dispensary merch in Massachusetts. Now, this happens all across Canada as well. If you're looking for a hat, t-shirt, or even sticker with your favorite dispensary logo on it, you'll be left empty-handed in Massachusetts. Dispensaries cannot advertise their cannabis products on clothing, cups, drink holders, novelty items, or anything else you can think of. They are, however, allowed to sell marijuana in many forms, so there is still plenty of shopping to be done. Maine charges you a meal tax on edibles. Bon appétit. <laughs> this is bizarre. In Maine, the rate of marijuana taxation varies based on how much you consume. Medical marijuana, 5.5% general sales tax rate at retail. Edibles, 8% rate, according to Maine government. Edibles are taxed at a higher rate because Maine subjects them to a meal tax. Who knew gummy bears counted as lunch? <laughs> Don't deliver weed using planes, trains, or boats in California. California may have been one of the pioneers in marijuana legalization, but they're very particular about how they want it transported. According to California's Bureau of Cannabis Control, transportation by means of aircraft, watercraft, drone, rail, human-powered vehicle, and unmanned vehicle is prohibited. In other words, don't reinvent the wheel, just use an automobile. Many find the act of smelling marijuana buds one of the more fun experiences at a dispensary. It likens the experience to visiting a winery, as you learn the notes of each bud from the bud tender. Unfortunately, in California or Washington, you'll have to stick to wineries for that experience, as all products must be sealed and individually wrapped, no scratch and sniff available. And that again sounds very much like a law that exists in Canada, where all of the weed is prepackaged, you can't smell or look at any of it. Number seven, Nevada is a stickler for fonts. This is truly a bizarre one. <laughs> Nevada might be the city of sin, but perhaps the greatest sin is making a font faux pas. Nevada not only has particular rules about font size, but also the font itself. While the state does allow both serif and sans-serif fonts on labels, you cannot use italics. Any other graphic or fun fonts are absolutely out of the question. <laughs> and number eight, if you're looking for weed in Delaware, it's another state that makes finding marijuana a bit more like a treasure hunt than normal. 
Delaware does not allow for medical marijuana advertising by normal print, broadcast, in-person solicitation, or other means. That sounds very similar to Canada as well. (laughs) Instead, if you're looking for marijuana dispensaries in Delaware, you might just have to dust off a phone book. Delaware marijuana codes outlaw all sorts of advertising methods, but explicitly allow phone book advertising. (laughs) Maybe that's the secret. Maybe we should all go back to advertising in phone books for all the various cannabis dispensaries out there. And there you go, another example of some weird cannabis laws that exist across our country. Now, here's another example of different cannabis laws. This again from the States. This is from 420 Intel as well. Pennsylvania bill gives medical cannabis patients DUI protection. Pennsylvania medical cannabis patients could receive some protection from being convicted for driving under the influence if a bill making its way through the state legislature is passed and signed into law. The measure, Senate Bill 167, was approved last week by Senate Transportation Committee with a vote of 13 to 0. If approved, the legislation sponsored by State Senator Camera Bartola would eliminate Pennsylvania's zero-tolerance policy for THC, which has been used without proof of impairment to penalize drivers who are registered medical cannabis patients. Senate Bill 167 is critically needed to protect the medical cannabis community, as the penalties for a controlled substance significantly escalate. Pennsylvania has more than 700,000 registered patients who have qualified to use medical cannabis since the medical marijuana program launched in 2018. However, the state's zero-tolerance drug law puts patients at risk whether they are under the influence of cannabis or not. Under current law, medical cannabis patients can be arrested, prosecuted, and convicted even if they're not impaired. State Senator Wayne Langerholick, the chair of the Senate's Transportation Committee, said that under the state's current DUI legislation, medical cannabis patients who are pulled over by police for something as innocuous as a broken taillight could be given a ticket simply because they have a medical marijuana identification card. I've read through a lot of different law review articles on this, and I think this kind of takes a novel approach, maybe a groundbreaking approach to address this, Langerholk said. Pittsburgh criminal defense lawyer Patrick Nightingale told lawmakers at a legislative hearing held in September that medical cannabis patients are in jeopardy of losing their driver's license or being put behind bars simply by getting behind the wheel. Bartolota noted that the state's zero-tolerance policy is not typical around the country. She said 33 states, including some that have not legalized access to medical cannabis, require proof of impairment for a DUI conviction. Only 12 states, including Pennsylvania, have zero-tolerance laws for specific substances, including THC. Interesting approach in Pennsylvania, and perhaps that's one that the folks in Canada need to take a look at as well. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Go to the corner, go to the corner, oh yeah. On Cultivar Corner today, we're looking at some of the weed that I've got from my medical cannabis prescription. The first thing I wanted to point out was every time I get a package, I get this big, huge sheet. (laughs) It's like a freaking poster. And let me read some of this. This is from Health Canada. And this is in every package of medical cannabis that gets delivered to me. Consumer Information Cannabis. Cannabis contains substances that affect the brain and body, including THC and CBD. THC causes the intoxicating effects of cannabis. CBD is not intoxicating and may reduce some of the effects of THC. However, it does have an effect on the brain. 
And I'm really happy to see that particular phrasing. We've talked about this before, where some people are saying that CBD is not into, or rather, does not affect the brain, and it does. It, it has tremendous effects on the brain. Important notes about eating or drinking cannabis and consuming products with high THC. It can take up to four hours to feel the full effects from eating or drinking cannabis. Consuming more within this time period can result in adverse effects that may require medical attention. The higher the THC content of a product, the more likely you are to experience adverse effects and greater levels of impairment. Store all cannabis, particularly edible cannabis, securely and out of reach of children and pets. If you or someone you know has accidentally consumed cannabis or consumed too much cannabis and is not well, contact your local poison center or seek medical attention. Ways of using cannabis, smoking, vaporizing, when effects could begin in seconds to minutes, and how long effects could last up to six hours. I wish. <laughs> and that's a topic I'm going to have one time. We're going to talk about that on the Cannabis Podcast, is how long does your effect last? I'm lucky if mine lasts a half an hour, 45 minutes at tops. Ways of using cannabis, eating, drinking, swallowing, when effects could begin 30 minutes to two hours, and effects could last up to 12 hours. Again, I wish. <laughs> There's much more on that. Perhaps at some point I'll go through the rest of that little documentation. I was just amazed at how much stuff came out there. What are we talking about today on Cultivar Corner? Uh, sorry for the digression before we even get started. Today, it is Endo Vanilla Tops, which I picked up from Mendo Cannabis as part of my medical prescription. And let me give you the details on Mendo Vanilla Tops. Vanilla frosting is a slightly indica-dominant hybrid strain created through crossing the infamous Humboldt Frost OG and Humboldt Gelata BX3 strains. Gelato BX3, not Gelata. With this bud, the name says it all in the flavor department. Vanilla frosting has a flavor remarkably like vanilla frosting, with a sweet and creamy taste that's accented by light, rich florals. Oh, very, very aromatic. Oh. Really, really, I'm getting more spicy notes than I am vanilla. Mmm. The aroma is very similar, although with hints of pungent herbs and flowers to it, too. The vanilla frosting high is just as delicious as the flavor. With happy and relaxing effects, it will activate the mind while relaxing the body. You'll feel the lift settle in at the onset of the high, filling your mind with a sense of happy... Create Something's in the way there. <laughs> Something's in my way. Get rid of that. Ah, with a sense of happy creativity and focus that has you ready to tackle artistic tasks at hand, like creating a cultivar corner. <laughs> That's my creative task at hand. A light physical relaxation accompanies a cerebral boost, keeping you anchored as your mind flies higher and higher. With these long-lasting effects and flavor, vanilla frosting is often chosen by medical cannabis users to treat those suffering from conditions such as chronic fatigue, ADD or ADHD, depression, chronic stress and headaches or migraines, or in my case, some asthma. Or asthma? I didn't create asthma. <laughs> and now I can't think of the word. <laughs> Problems with my knuckles. Arthritis. <laughs> uh, it's the first morning of my holidays, so that explains why I'm a little haphazard today. I have the, the mighty... The storm. <laughs> I have the Crafty Plus ready to go. This, believe it or not, this is my first joke of the day. I am not high as of this moment. <laughs> you may be disputing that, but trust me, it is in fact the case. I haven't smoked anything today, and I wanted to do this for 
our little look at Endo Vanilla Tops, or Vanilla Frosting goes by a number of different names. I just, I just love the aroma of it. Look at, let's take out the Jewelers Loop. This was the other nice thing about it, some really nice tops. You saw my new scale as we looked at the weight of this. Well, guess what? Got a new Jewelers Loop. The other one kind of gave up the ghost and wasn't working anymore, so I picked this one up. Fairly cheap, and I'm really happy with this guy. It has both 30 and 60 plus, and oh my, my, my. Wow, this really rocks the purple when you bring it up close. That purple is so purple, it almost looks black. And then what are the frosting tops? Lots of trichomes. Oh, trichome fields, incredible. Frosty, frosty, not seeing a lot of amber. More milky, but really quite delightful. I like the new Jewelers Loop. We'll give these 60 magnification to try later. So there you go. There is Vanilla Tops Frosting by Endo. Got the joint ready. Got the vaporizer ready. I think I'm ready to see if I'm going to get a high off of this. <laughs> Vanilla Frosting Tops by Endo. Oh, and look at that. The Crafty Plus is ready, too. So we can get right into my traditional double-fisted toking. I may have to change the tagline. Instead of one toke at a time, it'll be two tokes at a time. <laughs> oh, loving the taste. Mmm. Just delicious and smooth. Nice white ash coming off of that. Not seeing any black happening. Oh, and there's that high coming to my eyes. Mmm, a little bit of happy eyes developing. Now let's get the vaporizer out and see what this stuff tastes like. Oh, that is sweet. Mmm, mmm, mmm. They're saying a sweet and creamy taste accented by light, rich florals. Mmm. Definitely getting some of that sweet and creamy. The floral notes are definitely there. What have we got for chirping profiles? <clears throat> now, the THC on this guy is sitting at 21.8%. That's what my THC is. The chirpings, caryophylline, humulene, and limonene. I'm always amazed that myrcene doesn't come up as one of the predominant terpenes as something that's leading to an indica, but I guess that's just me. <laughs> when I look to the bottom of their description, it says, this bud has long, grape-shaped, olive green nugs with deep purple undertones, long, thin, light amber hairs, and a coating of frosty, thick, white crystal trichomes. That's a pretty accurate description, I have to say. <laughs> And I now have to offer a bit of an apology. <laughs> I apparently didn't prep my studio properly for today's cultivar corner because the furnace came on when I was in the middle of it. And I don't like that sound, so I stopped the recording. But I did not stop smoking. <laughs> I kept going with the joint. It, it was on for a few minutes. Uh, and I am well down the path of being properly intoxicated by vanilla tops. 
the uh, vaporizer is still going. As you see, the joint has been mostly consumed now. And I am definitely getting that delicious high, that those that happy, relaxing effects. And it is kind of moving into a relaxing little bit of a body right now. I'm really quite stoned, quite enjoying this. This is going to be fabulous for my first day of holidays. To get some stuff done, going golfing this afternoon. Who knows, maybe I'll get a call from my daughter in Australia to tell me I have a new granddaughter. <laughs> Speaking of which, we were just at my granddaughter Fiona's third birthday. Had a fabulous time there. <laughs> what a what a blast to see your grandchild grow and, and blossom. Just an absolute blast. Speaking of growing and blossoming, this high is growing and blossoming too. Wow. Just came on heavy into the happy eyes. Oh, really nice. And here we go again. Our whole discussion about how high the THC has to be to be, uh, has some penetrating effects, 21.8%. That's a more reasonable THC than this 26 and 27 we've been dealing with. And I am getting a really nice buzz going on here. Mmm. I have been really happy with the stuff I have got from Mendo in relation to my cannabis, um, my medical access. Really happy with the product that they've been producing. I've been predominantly getting 14 grams of stuff. That seems to be about the right amount for me to be able to go through before it starts to dry out. This is one. I've got a few others I may be telling you about. I got some sour sativa. I got some mandarin cookie. And I'm getting ready for a big family gathering happening this weekend. And I picked up some black cherry punch for that one. Going to be rolling up a bunch of doobies and have those ready to go. So I have to say, this is another successful experience with Cultivar Corner today. And this is Endo Vanilla Tops from Mendo, uh, sitting at 21.8% THC. Caryophylline, humulene, limonene. Really enjoying the high. And I think this high is only going to get better as the day goes on. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. This is the Cannabis Podcast. And one thing we have been interested in, in regards to cannabis for the last three and a half years, is, is the government going to change any of the legislation? We sure hope so. Edible limits, for example, one thing. Personal possession limits, another thing. The equivalencies of drinks to cannabis dried flour, another thing. There's a whole bunch of them. This story is from mjbiz.com, and it's written by Solomon Israel. The Canadian government still has not publicly projected launch dates for its mandatory review of the country's 2018 recreational cannabis legalization law, more than eight months after the reappraisal was due to begin. The delayed review is holding back progress toward much-needed regulatory reforms for Canada's legal cannabis industry, there's a lot that needs to be done with the legislative review, said Rick Savone, Senior Vice President of Global Government Relations at Alberta-based Aurora Cannabis and Chair of the Industry Group, Cannabis Council of Canada. And because that's being held up, very little is getting done from a regulatory or from a legislative perspective. The review, which will result in a report to Parliament, was supposed to begin by October 2021, three years after Canada legalized recreational cannabis. However, that review has not yet begun. Four months later, Health Canada still will not provide MJBiz Daily with a timeline for when the review would begin. A Health Canada spokesperson reiterated the federal department's previous statement, describing the upcoming review as a credible, evidence-driven process. Preparations are underway for the launch of the legislative review, the spokesman said via email. 
In the meantime, Canada's legal cannabis industry is waiting for the review to get underway. And even once it starts, it could last as long as 18 months, according to the 2018 cannabis legislation. All the players are waiting to see what happens with a statutory review to be able to make the improvements that are required. I think there's almost a consensus about what needs to be done for the sector, Aurora Sabon said. So we're stuck waiting. And every day we wait, our competitors, especially our global competitors, get better positioned in this market. Canadian cannabis industry players previously told MJ Biz Daily that they want to use the review as a forum to address issues including marketing and advertising restrictions, cannabis edibles potency limits, government regulatory fees, and cannabis excise taxes. Industry insiders say they plan to address several of the same issues through an upcoming cannabis roundtable that will bring together government officials and industry leaders. Well, let's hope that we finally get down to that review of the Cannabis Act and some of those changes that we so desperately need coming in the future, hopefully in the very near future. Now, speaking of the cannabis world, this is something we've talked about a lot. Ever since we started the Cannabis Podcast, we initially talked about the slow growth of retail across the country. If you remember, Alberta was one of the fastest, Ontario very slow with their lottery system, and then suddenly in Ontario it exploded. Now we're wondering whether there's too many cannabis stores around. I think this could be an indication that we have reached that saturation point. This is a story from citynews.ca. A pot shop in Uptown Waterloo is now permanently closed less than five months after it first opened. The doors to Hyperlove Cannabis at 1 King Street North were locked as of July 4th, and a release sign had been posted. On social media on June 24th, the owners of the store announced they were going to be closing the business after a very challenging few months. The Instagram post from Hyperlove read, It's almost impossible to find the words to express everything that we've navigated on this journey and the emotions we are feeling right now. But please know that we are grateful for every single one of you that supported our small, local, independent business. The cannabis store was broken into on February 22nd, which was just 10 days after it held its grand opening. It had to close for several weeks because of the substantial losses. Another weed retailer on King Street North in Uptown Waterloo, Honeypot Cannabis, also recently closed its doors permanently. So I think it has begun. We're starting to see the decline of the number of cannabis stores. The markets just can't support the saturated markets. We're seeing that here in the Okanagan now with, I think we got about 20 stores open. Things are getting a little slower. It's a challenging business to be in, and I don't, I don't relish the idea that more and more of these stores are going to close, but I think the reality is the market has to even itself out. We can't support the number of cannabis stores are, that are out there currently, so <laughs> I don't know what the answer is, but there has to be some change in the future. And speaking of change for the future, we've had some discussion already on the Cannabis Podcast about consumption lounges. In fact, we talked about them back in April, in fact, 420, (laughs) when the BC Cannabis Summit was held here at the Hotel El Dorado, and everybody was up on the roof in a fantastic cannabis consumption lounge. That's kind of where we want to go. Well, we're heading back to 420intel.com for another story, this on Nevada and the Nevada Cannabis Compliance Board approves the sale of cannabis consumption lounges last Tuesday. Marijuana lounges could open in Nevada as soon as this year. These locations would allow adults over the age of 21 to openly use marijuana products in a social setting. Today, the Nevada Cannabis Compliance Board, CCB, 
voted unanimously to approve regulations surrounding the licensing and operation of cannabis consumption lounges. The statement then explains that the approval of these regulations followed a months-long process where details were discussed in over 15 public meetings and workshops. Per the CCB, the first licenses will be handed out in the fall, allowing for lounges to open near the end of the year. Marijuana lounges were legalized last year when lawmakers approved a bill and created two possible licenses. There's one for retail cannabis consumption lounges, where products can be purchased and consumed, and another for independent cannabis consumption lounges, which sells single-serving and ready-to-consume products. Nevada appears to be the state leading the charge in terms of cannabis lounges, creating an environment similar to that of a bar. Instead of having people bring their cannabis to a space where it can be consumed, these lounges serve as a place to purchase and consume. The law would allow expanding the idea of cannabis lounges, allowing a variety of businesses to sell weed in Nevada. Marijuana could soon be sold in restaurants, workout studios, and massage parlors. Alaska and Colorado already have cannabis lounge regulations, although they're not as free as Nevada's. New York's legislation laws also mention locations where cannabis can be consumed publicly. And let's hope that cannabis consumption lounges is something we see come to the fore in British Columbia here very soon. Supposedly, the report is going to be out by the end of the year, and I hope that paves the way for cannabis consumption lounges sometime in our near future. From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. And let's truly celebrate the weed, shall we? Uh, I think we need a little bit of inspiration. I was inspired by my recent trip over this last weekend, where, as I mentioned, we went to my granddaughter's third birthday party little town on the Kootenays that has a little tiny cannabis store. And I popped in a few times, and uh, one of the cutest sayings I saw was in the front of their store, and it was, I'm not as think as you stoned I am. Now think about that for a moment. <laughs> Especially if you're stoned. Really think about that for a moment. And because of that inspiration, I'm not as think as you stoned I am, I thought, let's finish off with some weed quotes to lift your stoner spirits. And this is from EverydayPower.com. Impress your friends at your next smoking session with these insightful weed quotes and hilarious cannabis quips. If you're searching for the perfect words to describe your love for cannabis, look no further than we these weed quotes and marijuana musings. These quotes beautifully illustrate the power, joy, and sense of community found when smoking weed. I've always loved marijuana. It's been a source of joy and comfort to me for many years, and I still think of it as a basic staple of life, along with beer and ice and grapefruits. And millions of Americans agree with me. Hunter S. Thompson. Why is marijuana against the law? It grows naturally upon our planet. Doesn't the idea of making nature against the law seem to you a bit unnatural? Bill Hicks. Many artists and writers have used cannabis for creative stimulation, from the writers of the world's religious masterpieces to our most irreverent satirists. Jack Herrera. When you smoke the herb, it reveals you to yourself. Bob Marley. It really puzzles me to see marijuana connected with narcotics, dope, and all that crap. It's a thousand times better than whiskey. It's an assistant, a friend. Louis Armstrong. The illegality of cannabis is outrageous. An impediment to full utilization of a drug which helps produce the serenity and insight, sensitivity, and fellowship so desperately needed in this increasingly mad and dangerous world. Carl Sagan Some of my finest hours have been spent on my back veranda, smoking hemp and observing as far as my eye can see. Thomas 
Jefferson. I got high and forgot I wasn't supposed to get high. Ricky Williams. Of course I know how to roll a joint. Martha Stewart. This, that is not a drug. It's a leaf. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even if one takes every reefer madness allegation of the prohibitionists at face value, marijuana prohibition has done far more harm to far more people than marijuana ever could. William F. Buckley, Jr. Marijuana is quite possibly the finest of intoxicants. It has been scientifically proven for decades to be much less harmful to the body than alcohol when used on a regular basis. Nick Offerman. Is marijuana addictive? Yes, in the sense that most of the really pleasant things in life are worth endlessly repeating. I like that approach. <laughs> alcohol and marijuana, if used in moderation, plus loud, usually low-class music, make stress and boredom infinitely more bearable. Kurt Vonnegut. I think that marijuana should not only be legal. I think it should be a cottage industry. It would be wonderful for the state of Maine. There's some pretty good homegrown dope. I'm sure it would be even better if you could grow with fertilizers and have greenhouses. Stephen King. I'd like to see the government back a program of research into the medical properties of cannabis, and I do not object to its responsible use as a recreation relaxant. Sir Richard Branson. I think people need to be educated to the fact that marijuana is not a drug. Marijuana is an herb and a flower. God put it here. If he put it here and he wants it to grow, what gives the government the right to say that God is wrong? Willie Nelson. I don't consider weed to be any worse than having a beer. James Franco. When I was a kid, I inhaled frequently. That was the point. Barack Obama. If you substitute marijuana for tobacco and alcohol, you'll add 8 to 24 years to your life. Jack Harrar. People say you can abuse marijuana. You can abuse cheeseburgers. Does that mean we should close Burger Kings? Joe Rogan. I find it quite ironic that the most dangerous thing about weed is getting caught with it. Bill Murray. If somebody gives me a joint, I might smoke it, but I don't go after it. John Lennon. They've outlawed the number one vegetable on the planet. Timothy Leary. And I'm going to finish with one final quote. It's not directly related to cannabis, but it is definitely a stoner thought. And it comes from one of the original stoners, Mr. Tommy Chong. And here's a thought for the day that came from Tommy that I picked up. Each time you light your lighter, your lighter gets lighter. Until your lighter gets so light that it won't light. <laughs> and that is a true stoner thought. And I'll finish again with, I'm not as think as you stoned I am. And that wraps it up for 101. Now, if you ever have a comment on anything you hear in the Cannabis Podcast, please send a note to info at CannabisPodcast.com. And remember, if you like what you hear and you would like to support the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Cannabis Podcast. And if you feel like it and you enjoy what you hear, you can buy me a doobie. That wraps it up for episode 101 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the Cannabis-Infused Studio, high above the Okanagan Valley... This was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton 
host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did. Thank you.